Hello, and welcome to the Fire Up podcast. We are Simon and Madeline Carrington, founders of Fire Up Ministries. At Fire Up, our mission is to restore marriage and family life in our culture by proclaiming St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. This podcast is a place where we want to deepen our discussions on, on human relationships, marriage, family life, vocations, uh, masculinity and femininity, parenting and many other topics. This podcast is born out of our desire to set the whole world on fire with God's love so that every single person would know they are loved and created for happiness. We are so glad that you have joined us. In this episode, I interviewed Danielle Bean, the author of the book we will be discussing, Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday. Since recording this podcast with Danielle, her new book has now been made available in Australia. The distributor is Perusia Media, and you can get a copy from their website, perusiamedia.com. I'll post a link in the show notes as well so that you can grab a copy of Danielle Bean's latest book. Okay, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fire Up podcast. I'm very blessed to be here with a special guest today, Danielle Bean. Many of you may have heard of her. She's got a new book coming out, which she's going to talk about, which is super exciting. And Danielle is a wife and a mom, and she has been in ministry for many years. Isn't that right, Danielle? Yes. Yeah. I don't know just how many, but (laughs) a good long while. Good. Well, we have so many people have been blessed. So welcome, Danielle, to the Fire Up podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great to have you here. Um, and I'll put some information in the show notes of how you can get in touch with Danielle uh, through her work as well. So we'll just begin with a prayer before we begin our discussion. Sure. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you for the gift of technology to be able to do this. I thank you for the gift of Danielle. Thank you for her vocation to be a wife and a mum but also for her vocation, that the mission that you have called her to help so many people draw closer to you. Lord, I ask that you would go before us in this conversation, that you would send your Holy Spirit to pave the way to help us to have a fruitful discussion on the topic of prayer and how we can draw closer to you every moment of every day. And I ask for the intercession of our Blessed Mother, and all the angels and saints. Amen. Amen. And Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, Danielle, I'd like you to just share a little bit about who you are and how you got here. Sure. Yeah. So I'll, I'll try to condense the story a little. <laughs> so I'm a cradle Catholic. I grew up one of nine kids in a faith-filled, joy-filled, blessed family. And uh, my siblings are God's greatest gift to me to this day, just a beautiful gift of my, my upbringing. And I've been married to my husband, Dan, for almost 27 years now. This July 2nd, it's going to be 27 years. Together, we have eight children, and they range in age from 26 down to 14. 
And um, I got involved in Catholic ministry really kind of by accident. I tell people that I was, I, I got married right out of college and we just wanted to start a family. We started a family right away. We had kid after kid after kid, and it was really fast and furious and a wild time in the beginning. Um, but then somewhere along the line there, when I was pregnant with our fifth, I spent a little time just focused on working a little bit, doing a little bit of freelance writing. That was always something that was on my heart and on my mind. And, and through writing, I, I wound up getting some regular work in Catholic publishing, Catholic ministry. I published um, Catholic Digest for many years. I was publisher there and really, you know, got involved in a lot of print publications. And But along the way, always keeping up my own writing, my own connection with people. That was always very precious to me. So in the early pioneer days of blogging, I had a blog and I love to connect with people that way. And uh, now I have a podcast, Girlfriends, where I love to connect with people through a weekly podcast that's published through Ascension. And then of course, the writing that I do with my books. Um, and then my day job is with catholicmom.com, um, which is a ministry that is funded and supported by Holy Cross Family Ministries, really focused on Catholic women, Catholic moms, supporting Catholic women in their vocation to motherhood. That honestly is at the heart of everything that I do. I want to support people. I want to encourage them in the unique callings that we all have inside of the church. It's such a beautiful gift that we're all called in different ways. And I'm always looking for ways that I can support people in that journey. Mm. Well, I don't know how you have time to fit all that in, Danielle, and be a mom <laughs> of eight. That's fantastic. And what a gift to the church. So thank you for your, for your yes. Oh, yes. It's been a joy. Truly, it has. And, you know, sometimes people are astonished at the things I do. And I, what I always tell people is you don't know the things I don't do, right? Like, I think that we see what other people do and we think, oh, they do everything I do, plus all of those things. But you don't know, like the things that they've crossed off their list or have help doing. And, you know, for example, my husband, Dan, is a great support to me. He always has been. He's typically worked jobs where he has very flexible hours and he's able to be very hands-on parent, help with um, everything that needs doing around here and supportive of me and my work as well. So it's really very much a balance in that way. Yeah, your teamwork, you work together. Exactly. That's great. Well, one of the things... Um, Danielle, that you mentioned was that you're a writer and mm -hmm. I had the privilege recently of reading your latest book, Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday. And my goodness, did it bless, did it bless me and did it bless um, my relationship with God in, in so many ways. So I just want to thank you personally for that. But I also didn't want to miss the opportunity to share the beautiful writing, the beautiful writing that you've that you've given to us through this book with our listeners. So Danielle, could you share a little bit about your latest book? Please? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. I'm I'm so I'm thrilled if it was helpful to you in any way. You know, whenever I begin any writing project, that's my prayer every step of the way. Every every morning when I'm getting up at five and just hitting, you know, hitting the computer and, and trying to bang out another chapter, that's my prayer that, you know, Lord help me to to write the words that are going to speak to the hearts of the people with the message that you want them to hear. So I'm I'm thrilled if you connected with it in in a way that was helpful. So this book is called Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday. Um, newly available from Ascension here in the US. And it really is a book that's a little bit different in kind from the kinds of books that I've done in the past. Um, I've shared that I've been heavily involved in women's ministry. Um, I have a study with Ascension and a book with Ascension called Momnipotent, which is 
focused on the vocation of motherhood, a little um, soft touch uh, theology of the body in there, and um, looking at our vocation as women. And so I've very much been focused on, on women. And of course, this book is from the perspective of me as a mom, as a wife, as a woman. So very much from my feminine perspective. But this book, book really is more about our the relationship with God and the ways in which God wants to connect with every one of us, male and female and people in all walks of life with all different backgrounds and who are at different ages and stages in, in their vocation. And um, I really hope that by my sharing in, the, in these stories in this book of the different ways that God connects with us in our ordinary lives, in ordinary things, in, in joys and sorrows and in, in pains and struggles and other people in the work that we do. All of these little pieces of our lives is where God is fully alive and present to each of us. And so I'm hopeful that in sharing my stories, and some of them are very basic, simple stories that I share, I, I hope that it will be an encouragement to others to begin to look for God in their stories and in those small hidden places in their lives as well. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And one thing that I loved about the book was you so like eloquently brought together, you know, teachings from scripture with um, your own personal experiences, you know, and, and made that so tangible and relatable, um, which, which um, was one of the things that I love most about the book. So it's a, oh, that's wonderful. Real, yeah, that's been yeah. something that I found as I was writing the book was very much a natural thing for me, because um, I'm at a stage in, in my life, in my prayer life, where I have been having more time. You know, I shared, we have eight kids. Well, at one point we had eight kids under the age of 12. So it was, it was crazy. We've had some crazy times. Um, but now that my youngest is 14, it's a different time. And I do have more time and I am able to spend more time reading and reflecting on the scriptures, diving deeper into the scriptures. And I find that that's such a gift as I'm able to do that and bring the scripture with me. So if I spend time in the morning um, reading and reflecting, meditating on a certain piece of scripture, I'll find that it, it grows in its meaning in the ways that it speaks to me in the, in my everyday experiences. And that is part of what I've tried to share in the book is some of the ways that scripture has come alive for me in that way. Some of the ways I hear God speaking his word, which is what we read in scripture, but his word in a very personal way inside of these personal experiences that I've shared in the book. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a beautiful thing that you've been able to communicate through that. So yeah, the, the book and when you were writing the book Danielle who did you have in mind like who did you write the book for yeah I mean I think I wrote it to people like me like myself who are at this age and stage of motherhood but then also to myself in the past so people who might be at you know the stage where you're at right now because I would find myself at at this stage of of parenting at this stage in my vocation as a wife and as a mom and working in ministry that I do have more time and I have more space in my life. I have more quiet opportunities for quiet, more opportunities to be still than I previously had. And this very much does feel like a natural stage for me, a natural progression of um, you know, my, my physical work that I'm doing every day, um, but also uh, my, my spiritual connection with God is, is different because of where I'm at right now. But I can look back now and see the ways in which I connected with God back when life was crazy and so busy and I'd never had a moment to stop and rest. And I know I can see now that God was with me then. So I very much hope that this book can speak 
that message of hope to people who might find themselves struggling a little bit where they are right now. I know that when I first became a mom and was, you know, first was married, it was a very radical change from the kind of spirituality I was able to practice, you know, when I was a young college student and my, my time was my own and I could spend a lot of time in, in prayer or in study. And it became a very different thing where other people had a claim to my time and my energy and my focus. And very much was a time of adjustment. And so what I hope that this book can speak to people who are in that stage is a message of hope, um, and but also a message of just reassurance that God is indeed present with you in the midst of that crazy, in the midst of that busy. And, you know, to, to encourage people to take the opportunities that they do have, however small or infrequent they might be, to be quiet, to be still, and to allow yourself to be open to receiving God's presence. And that's definitely one thing I took away from the book is, you know, we can, especially in this phase of being a young mom, it's like you totally, mm-hmm. you're always, you're always um, like quote unquote busy. And yes. you, know, you you just sort of jump out of bed to a crying baby or you you jump out of bed and you've got to, you know, do the washing and, and prepare dinner, whatever it is. And you're just constantly in this, state of reacting all day and Mm -hmm. I loved like what really spoke to me where you you know you said you know we God is always present but we don't it's like we don't always acknowledge his presence right and I feel like that's what your book really helped me do was recognize even in you know that craziness of the time I'm in or you know it can it can get to you know, the afternoon, I'm like, oh my gosh, did I even say a morning offering this morning? (laughs) Like, (laughs) so crazy. Um, But recognizing, okay, God was always there. He was waiting Mm -hmm. for me to acknowledge his presence. And, you know, you started the book chapter one by, by sharing that testimony, you know, sharing that, that journey of having little kids and being, being so, um, I don't know, we, we use a term flat out here in Australia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, being flat out, being like just, just you know, constantly chasing your tail, so to speak. Whereas mm-hmm. you really inspired me through your writing to just just be still, just, just find a second to acknowledge God's presence and, and look for ways that he is speaking to you throughout the day, you know? Right. And you touched right. on that, um, you know, transition as well. Like looking, we're looking at, you know, transitions. Cause I know I really struggled with um, the transition of um, coming out of being a, a full-time missionary to then coming back, back home mm-hmm. and sort of getting back into normal work and study and things like that. And just because that prayer wasn't um, structured into my day, mm-hmm. like it had to be structured into my day as a missionary, I right. was I needed to sort of recalibrate and think, okay, how can I, how can I make time for God because it's not in my scheduled day? You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like just that simple um, mindset of looking for ways that God is speaking to you throughout the day is, mm-hmm. is how we can draw closer to him. And just from reading your book, as I was reading it, I was beginning to look for those opportunities that God was trying to get my attention and through that felt more connected to him throughout the day. So, I, I mean, and yeah, and Danielle, we, we spoke, um, we spoke previously uh, prior to this interview as well, a few weeks ago, and you were saying how, you know, the term everyday mystic kept coming up and, and you yes. refer to that in your writing. So can you just share a little bit about that, 
that understanding of what it means to be an everyday mystic because it really yes. me. I love that phrase and it actually was the working title of this book while I was working on it because it very much did kind of encapsulate what what I was thinking about what I was hoping to convey to people that sometimes we have this idea of the mystics and you read these lives of the great saints who had visions of Jesus or Mary appeared to them or God spoke to them in various ways and it's easy to feel a little bit envious like oh that's that's great to have that kind of clarity about God's will for you right it's it's easy to to be good and to follow what God's plan is for you when he spells it all out for you like that but I would sometimes feel like well what about what about me? Because God doesn't speak to me in that way. I don't experience God in that way. And so um, the idea of being an everyday mystic is like looking for God in, in the everyday ways that he is, he's speaking to each of us. And really that phrase came from um, Father Michael Gately, who is um, at the, the Shrine of Divine Mercy. He's a, a dear friend. And he, he used that term in the review of one of my previous books. And I kind of latched onto it as, yeah, that's, that's what I want to be. Like, that is my goal. I do want to be an everyday mystic. And so connecting with God in, in real ways, but in ways that are everyday, the ways you might not think of as God's way of speaking to you. But the good news is we can get better at doing it. Like you said, just being more aware of it, trying to establish that habit of connecting with God. And, you know, I hear from people all the time, and, and I know it's true that people struggle with time. They're like, how, how can I have time to pray? You know? And, and I get it. Like, I understand that we, we, a lot of us are very busy. We have busy schedules. We have many obligations. We're doing many good things. And thanks be to God, you know, that people are doing such good things in their homes and their families in the church. But at the end of the day, what is it all worth if we're neglecting what we're made for? which is a connection with God. So I think that really what I hope to encourage people to do in this book is to look for those ways that God is indeed ready and available. He's waiting for you. He's faithful. He is patient. And that he's really waiting for us to open up to the ways that he wants to connect with us. And it can be as simple as having that intention, like you mentioned, the morning offering great place to start, you know, say that morning offering in the morning. And, um, you know, years ago, I kind of established the habit of saying it in the morning, but then um, repeating it throughout my day when maybe something was especially hard. And I wanted to remind myself, I'm, I'm offering this up to the Lord or, um, or if I wanted God's help with something that I was, I was taking on, or even in a moment of particular joy, or, you know, something that's encouraging or surprising or pleasant, then, you know, repeating that morning offering, just reminding yourself um, and turning to God in that moment, that this is all for God. I'm, I'm giving all to God. And I want to connect with him through the ins and outs, the ups and downs. He wants every bit of every one of us. It's such a beautiful thing that he loves us so intimately and so personally that he wants every bit of it. He cares about all those little details. So the more we can focus on that, it can become a more natural habit. You know, the good news is the, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the more you do it, the more you, you just do it at, reflexively and out of habit, kind of turning to God throughout your day. And it doesn't have to be something that takes a lot of time. It can be very simple. If you're living a life of a, as a busy mom with little kids, it can be very simple, you know, just a couple of quiet moments of prayer in the morning where you might say that morning offering and then remembering to do it again throughout your day. And I, I find that it's truly a blessing that God speaks to us even more when we begin to listen. And I, I really find that your prayer life, once you begin to open up to it a little bit like that and make space for it in your heart and in your mind, even in your schedule sometimes, that really it, it grows and it becomes something that you very much begin to cherish is that relationship with the Lord. 
No, that's beautiful. And Danielle, I'm now I'm putting you on the spot here, but could you <laughs> think of, uh, like, could you share a story that you share in the book about the connection between the, um, like something in scripture to something that you, you um, experienced? Oh, sure. Yeah. One of the stories that I shared um, was reading in scripture about when, when Jesus reminds us that we need to forgive 70 times, seven times, you know, an infinite number of times. In other words, what he's telling us, I had spent one morning kind of reflecting on that, spending a little time meditating on that. And it was just a few days later that, um, and this is a story that I share in the book, that I, I had a disagreement with my husband in the morning. We were kind of getting on each other's nerves. He said something that hurt my feelings and he probably didn't mean it and didn't even realize that it was, you know, something careless that he said. And I was very upset and wanted to hold on to that upset. You know, we, I'm sure, you know, we, we get know into these exactly moods. What you mean. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm, I'm righteously angry and hurt right now. And, and I decided I, I needed to let him know. Right. And so it was in the morning and it was, you know, he was at the kitchen counter with breakfast and, um, and I opened my mouth to just tell him just how upset I was or how angry I was or how thoughtless he was. I don't even know what, you know, really mature thing I had planned to tell him, but, and I felt myself suddenly stopped there and interrupted. And I had the sudden thought of that scripture passage about forgiving 70 times, seven times. And I really was convicted by it. And it really stood out to me because the way I heard that sudden thought of that scripture passage sounded different in my own thoughts. It felt different in my own thoughts. I didn't feel like it came from me. And then not only that, but then I suddenly had the urge, the inspiration, I need to tell Dan, my husband, that I'm grateful for him. And that certainly wasn't what I intended to tell him when I first was going to speak to him in the kitchen that day. And I resisted a little bit at first because I thought, no, 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 I am angry and I need to tell him I'm angry. But then I, I recognized that this really was God speaking to me through that scripture days later in a very particular instance, telling me the way that it applied to my life because he tells us forgive 70 times, seven times. And think of how our Lord forgives us 70 times, seven times. Think of our Lord forgiving the very people who are persecuting him, torturing him, killing him as he hangs bleeding on the cross. And yet here I was petty and immature, not wanting to forgive my husband, who's a loving and wonderful husband, you know, in many years of happy marriage, here I was resisting forgiving one time. And so I felt very convicted by that. And so I did, I followed through and I said the words, I, I just want to tell you, I'm grateful for you. And my husband was so jarred by that experience. He was like, what on earth, you know, like after our negative interaction, the last thing in the world he expected was for me to say something grateful and loving to him. And yet it transformed our interaction that morning. And, you know, it was as simple as that, you know, we just, we had that pleasant interaction and we, we hugged each other and we were back in harmony with one another. And I thought, gosh, you know, listening to the Holy Spirit in that way really does bear fruit in our personal relationships and being open to that. That's what it required on my part was being open to it, being receptive to it, not resisting it, at least past my initial resistance, um, and just kind of cultivating that habit of listening for that voice. And, um, you know, so that one little experience, that one little story, 
I, I've kept with me and I've experienced many, many other times, different sorts of inspirations that I know are from the Holy Spirit, um, you know, connections that I know are, are clearly God speaking to me in, in different ways. And it's not usually a very clear voice that's telling me exactly what to do, but more often than not, it's a thought, it's a sudden thought, it's an inspiration, it's an urging towards something good. And we can recognize it when it happens, when we're open to it. Absolutely. And it sounds like that was, you know, you can just see that such an outpouring of grace in that moment in your mm -hmm. heart, giving you the, you know, the ability is not like you can only explain it as God's grace, because as you said, in that moment, you you were wanting to to make your thoughts known very clearly. Yeah, it was not my plan to, to say anything nice at that point. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit was like, oh no. Yeah, you know, probably not that. Yeah, I want to give you this gift, you know, give you this grace to to choose the good. Um, so that, that's beautiful. And it sort of made me think about the title. Like I love the title of the book, Whisper. Yes. Um, and, you know, when we say, when you, when you think about a whisper, it's something that, you know, quiet that God is saying, mm -hmm. to you, you know, it's like, it's something. So when someone whispers something to you, they only want you to hear it, you right. know? And so it's very personal. personal. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you sharing that story as well. It's just saying, you know, how, how in, makes me think how intentional God is and how not for one second do, you know, you know, and I'm speaking to, to all of our listeners here, not for one second, do you escape his mind, you know, like right. he holds you so close. He's perpetually thinking about you and trying to work things out for your good. And it's just so beautiful. So I think the title whisper is just so fitting for that. Yes. You know, what's, what's so awesome about this book, Danielle, is you have, you know, been so vulnerable in sharing your own testimony, your own experiences, you know, different lessons that you've learned along the way. And I mean that you're very vulnerable in terms of sharing your weakness. No one likes to share their weaknesses <laughs> and you've put yours in print. You know? Right. I know for it's, all it's, to read. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> but it's a gift that you've given us because we can, we can learn. I know I've definitely learned from, from your experiences and, and even the times where you admit you, you failed and could have done something better. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm grateful for that, but what is so beautiful about this book is yes it is your experiences and it is your lessons but they are inspiring to the reader sorry i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to articulate this well but <laughs> it's inspiring to those who read um because you're encouraging you know you've encouraged me anyway to to see what my experiences are to mm -hmm. take even the same scripture passages or a different scripture passage and see, okay, how can I, how can I relate this to my life? So, you know, right. it really is so, um, so beautifully written in that sense. And, you know, I, I promise everyone, I promise Danielle is not paying me to promote her book. I just <laughs> really love it. It really it spoke to me so much at a time oh. when I needed it. And I, I really want to, to encourage you to, to get a copy of this book. Um, I'll put the details of how you can grab it in Australia if you're listening from Australia, um, because it really is such a, just a, such an, um, such a beautiful, easy read of, of how we can find God in the everyday. And that's what it's all about. Like you said before, it's like right. everything else we do, it really is done in vain if we're not directing it towards a higher good, you know, towards mm -hmm. our relationship with God, towards trying to grow in virtue, um, you know, all of those, those things. And, to, but Danielle, I do want to ask you a question about prayer, if that's okay. Sure. I want to yeah. ask, do you have any, any tips 
for for um for our listeners on overcoming distractions in prayer you know yeah. because what you a lot of what you shared was um you know even through experiences of having encounters and then god god intervening but i think mm-hmm. for, for a lot of us i know for me sometimes i can have this little chunk of time where the boys might be asleep um, <laughs> and i have oh i can pray and then i i find myself getting distracted or my sure. mind has to wonder you know so just can you share any any little little um ideas or tips on yeah i mean i I would just say, first of all, that's so normal. Everyone experiences it. Even the great saints struggled with distraction in prayer. It's just the human experience. So forgive yourself for being there. If that's you, I know that some people struggle with that and they think, oh, I should just throw it all away. I'm not any good at this prayer thing. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, nothing could be further from the truth. You really just need to persevere. And it is something you can get better at focusing in your prayer time, but it's something it's probably never going to go away on this side of heaven. They're going to always deal with distractions, but just, I just tell people just in a non-judgmental way, when you notice you're distracted, just pull your attention back and be faithful in doing that. If you set aside 15 minutes for prayer and you get distracted 27 times inside of those 15 minutes, just keep pulling yourself back. And that God is looking for that kind of faithfulness. And that pleases him greatly that you would put in that effort. Think of the effort that it takes to overcome distraction. Think of the effort it takes to keep continually pulling your mind back. Well, that's a beautiful gift to God. It's showing him your, your devotion to that prayer time. So the distractions in that point, can, can you can turn them into a gift that you're offering to God. Um, but I will encourage people that it is something you can get better at doing. You can set yourself up for greater success by having your phone in another room, for example, or um, choosing a time when your kids are unlikely to need you or enlisting help with, you know, other kinds of interruptions that might happen in your life. Um, But then just know that God knows all about your life. He knows where you are. He knows your circumstances. He knows your struggles. And he's not asking you to throw all that away or remove yourself from your life in order to connect with him. He wants you to make space in your life right where you are, right where you are. He wants to connect with you. So I think it, it is important to connect with God throughout the day in the everyday ways that I share about in the book. But I think a great beginning place is by having t- devoted time set aside And I fully recognize some days that's only going to be three or four minutes that you have before you're, you're interrupted for good. And you've got to go run after, you know, a a naked toddler or whatever's going on in your life. I get it. Um, But I think being intentional about that and setting aside that time for that can really set you up for success throughout your day. Then being more open to the voice of the Holy spirit, being more open to the everyday ways that God might be seeking to connect with you, but rather than making the perfect ideal prayer life, you know, your goal and then despairing because you're not there yet at the very start. I just, just do the very good thing, the very next right thing that you can do to work toward progress in your connection with God. Spend five quiet minutes, just placing yourself in his presence. You don't have to say or do anything. Just quietly place yourself in his presence. You know, seek for him to give you his gaze, his loving gaze. Ask God to look at you in that way that he is looking at you. Ask him to help you to feel that, to know that, to be connected in that way. Sometimes we think our prayer life needs to look like, should look like, has to be this long, has to include these kinds of prayers or devotions. When And, and then we, we feel paralyzed because we feel like we can't possibly get there or we're not there yet. And so why even try? So just begin with the one small step that you can do today. And every one of us can put our phone aside, 
close your eyes, spend just a few moments in quiet prayer, just placing yourself in the presence of God and, and asking him to speak to you. Mm. That's great. Thank you, Danielle. Um, okay. One more question. Mm -hmm. As you know, our mission at our mission at Fire Up is to restore marriage and family, and particularly through um, the theology of the body. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think prayer is such an important thing. And we've spoken so much about, and you speak so much about in your book, the personal relationship that we need to work on with God. And right. you know, that needs to be our priority. But I was just wondering if you could share a little bit, little bit about um, family prayer, you know, like really what's going to, restore the culture it's it's people who are connected to god who are filled with the holy spirit who are you know in in touch with god's grace mm -hmm. to then go out and and contribute to those around them to change the culture to inspire others to draw others closer to god by the mm -hmm. witness that we are giving um but i think as well you know there's a there's such a place for prayer in family life so could you just share a little little bit about that um how we can even even inspire sorry i'm going on a tangent here but <laughs> family prayer but then yeah. this thought as well how we can if anyone's listening to this who's got children or young children how we can inspire our children to start finding god in their everyday yeah yeah i think that's a great question so i think you're, you're so right that family prayer is so foundational and it it will change the world mm. it has the potential to do that we have the power to do that just by praying with our families. And, you know, I, again, it, with regard to personal prayer, sometimes we make that perfect, the enemy of the good. We do the same thing when it comes to family prayer all the time. We think, you know, oh, my kids are too noisy. They're too distracted. They won't sit still, or my teenagers are going to roll their eyes, or my spouse isn't going to be supportive. And we make all of these excuses that get in the way of just doing the one thing, just sitting down and praying with your family. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be doing that morning offering together. It can be saying some prayers before bedtime. It can, it can be a family rosary, but you know, don't make the ideal something that paralyzes you at the start. Do start where you are, forgive yourself for where you are. If you're not praying at all and you're feeling guilty about that, you know, just give that to God and then start right where you are to, to make that, make that connection. Cause that's such a gift that you can give to yourself. You know, praying together as a family is a beautiful, a beautiful spiritual gift that you give to every person who participates, but then setting that example for your kids is so powerfully important. I, I shared at the start that I'm one of nine and I was blessed to be raised in a, a faith filled, beautiful family. And I just look back on, you know, our family prayer life, was all over the place and it was chaotic at times. And I remember so distinctly, like seriously rolling my eyes and resisting when I was a, you know, a surly teenager. I, sorry, mom, <laughs> you know, but I look back on it now and I can see what a powerful example that was that my parents persevered through that and said, no, we're going to sit down and we're going to pray and um, set that example for me of, you know, making mass and an obligation and making family prayer time, something that we, we did. And it became a, a natural natural kind of organic part of who we are and what we do and how we connect with one another and how we connect with the world. So definitely it was a gift to me. And I try to keep that in mind when it gets tough because it gets tough and the evil one will step right in and tell you, forget it. It's too hard. You're too busy, too distracted. It's not worth it. You know, be careful about what voices you'll listen to that are coming to you from the world with that regard. And then with regard to teaching our kids how to find God in the everyday, I think, again, it's so powerful to give them an example and allow them to see you pray. 
allow them to see you interrupted in your day sometimes, maybe by a particularly um, anxiety producing moment. Maybe you're worried about something and let them see you turn to God in prayer in that moment or invite them into it. Say, you know what? I'm, I'm concerned about this. I just got this news and I'm, I'm worried about it. Let's, let's pray a Hail Mary together right now. Or, um, you know, even something as simple as, as teaching them to pray, say a sign of the cross when you drive by a church or pray for the souls um, in, in purgatory when you drive by a cemetery, you know, all of these everyday things that can become a habit. And it's such a gift to give to our kids is establishing that habit of connection with God, because at the end of the day, that's what we're made for. That's how we find our happiness. That's how we find lasting joy and fulfillment in this world is on our journey toward forever in heaven with him in the next life. We're connecting with God in all the ways that we can here. So give your kids that gift of the example and then just showing them how, showing them what it looks like, because sometimes that's all we need for the encouragement to try it ourselves. Mm, that's beautiful. I also just, just wanted to share, I just thought um, something that we do with our almost two-year-old Joseph is when we see a beautiful sunset or something, we'll, we'll pause and we'll say, oh, isn't that beautiful? Isn't God, you know, a, a beautiful artist, you know? And yes. he started doing it himself when he sees the sunset. And it's just, it's just amazing, Aww. you know, trying to, you know, so you just made me, made me think about that. There's also those moments where we can um, allow them to, or allow our children to recognize beauty that points yes. to, you know, the creator of all beauty. What a beautiful but, thing that is. Yeah. What a beautiful gift to give them. And, and you know, being thankful for beauty in, in their everyday lives, but also thankful for blessings. You know, I recently overheard a conversation between my my husband and my teenage son talking about some some friendships that my son is very pleased to have some good, good people in his life and very grateful to have. And my husband was encouraging him, you know, give thanks to God for that because that's that's where that comes from. You know, that's him providing for you in, in the way that you need right now. And and just the more we can talk that way to our kids, the more they're going to begin to see God at work in their lives. They'll, they'll begin to see it as a natural part of how they respond to the world is, you know, looking for the ways that God is blessing them, challenging them, speaking to them, you know, um, and, and setting them up for, for success. I think that it's, it's really important for them to see that as a natural part of how we interact in the world. Mm. That's beautiful. Well, Danielle, it's been such a pleasure having you here to talk about this book. And I really, I want to ask you one final question. Sure. Who is your favorite saint and why? Oh boy. I have to pick just one. <laughs> just one. <laughs> okay. I, I have to say St. Anne. So I'm, that's my middle name. So I've always had a special devotion to St. Anne and she's the grandmother of Jesus and the, the mother of Mary. And so I've always had a real connection to her and her, her special support and her special love for mothers. I'm also a homeschooler and um, I love, I have a statue. In fact, uh, yeah, it's in the corner of this room that I'm in right now, where it's St. Anne with Mary, and they're they're both looking at a book together. And I love to think about the ways that she taught Mary, mm -hmm. and um, the ways that we're called, even if we're not homeschoolers, to be the primary educators of our children. So I really do lean hard on St. Anne, and she's she's come through for me in epic ways in many of my struggles as a mom through the years. So I'm so grateful to her and her her heavenly friendship. Awesome, St. Anne. <laughs> the place where the Immaculate Conception, it's her womb where the Immaculate Conception yes. took place. 
Yes. What a beautiful gift. And yeah, that's true. And then the other, the other part of that, that I always like to reflect on with St. Anne is her faithfulness that she suffered so long, you know, infertility and just longing for a child and the way that God rewarded that faithfulness with this beautiful, beautiful gift okay. of being the mother of Mary. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So she's a great example to us. If you're struggling, if you're feeling like you're, you're impatient waiting for something that you hope that God will give you, St. Anna's a great example for every one of us. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Well, again, thank you so much, Danielle, for sharing, giving us your time, but also sharing so much of your heart and being able to introduce so many of our listeners to your book. So Again, everyone, I will publish the um, in the show notes how you can you can get the book, the link to get the book here in Australia. And I really do encourage you to, to read this book or, you know, read it and then give it away to someone or purchase it as a gift because it is it is a true treasure and a real um, a really wonderful reminder of how God is just waiting for us at every moment of every day. And we just have to turn our hearts and recognize that. So thank you um, for your for your presence here today and for for joining us on this podcast. God Thank bless. you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you would like ongoing formation from Fire Up Ministries, I would love to invite you to be a part of the Fire Up family. Please visit our website at, at, at www.fireupministries.com for more information. For just $1 a day, you can have exclusive access to the content that we create just for our family members. We cover five key areas, singleness and vocation, dating and marriage preparation, marriage enrichment, parenting purity to your children and sexual apologetics. Each month we release new videos, prayer resources inspired by the theology of the body and give you access to a private portal to answer your questions. The Fire Up family is an online community of passionate people who are dedicated to being disciples of the teaching of Theology of the Body and working on allowing this teaching to transform their life. For just $30 a month, you can join us. We would love to welcome you to the family. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. God bless. God bless. bless.